Welcome to the Married with Picks podcast, season two, episode nine, week seven. All right. So before we get started, remember, we're available anywhere you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. All right. So quick recap of week six. Steve, our bets. We only had one. You had the Ravens. I had the Chargers. So I was down or we were even three to three. So now you've taken over, Steve. You're leading this race here from behind four to three. I know. I think I was up three to one at one point. Yeah. All right. And then our week six bets. Steve, you had Baltimore, Minnesota, Indy, Tennessee, Cleveland, Detroit, and the Rams. So you were five and two. I had Indy, Green Bay, Kansas City, Chargers, Cards, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee. So we both were five and two on the week. Although personally for me, the Chargers killed everything. Like every bet I had involved the Chargers. But I did get my money back on, uh, was it Monday night? With the Titans. Yeah, we had a good read on that Titans game. So, all right. Moving on to week seven. We have six teams on by. Uh, the Bills, Cowboys, Jags, Vikings, Steelers, Chargers. So only 12 games to discuss. Makes it a little more difficult. It certainly does. I think um, literally two-thirds of my fantasy team is on bye. Oh. It's not pretty. All right. So first game on the list is Cincinnati at Baltimore. It opened at minus six and it's currently or opened at minus six and a half currently at minus six and a half. Um, so last week, obviously, the Ravens defense showed up held the Chargers to six points. Um, this is a division game in the last last year in the two meetings between these teams, the Ravens held the Bengals to three points in each game. One of those games was with Joe Burrow. One was later in the season after he was injured. Um, so my take on this game is if the Ravens defense is going to show up this week, like they showed up last week, uh, it's going to be a similar result to what happened last year for the Bengals. And I think it's kind of like a similar team. Like you have the Bengals obviously doing much better this year than they have in the past. Um, kind of similar to the Chargers, um, who met the Ravens last week. I guess the only concern would be, is there any concern that this would be a letdown game for the Ravens after their big win last week against the Chargers? I just think it's too many points. Too many points? Yeah. I just I think Cincinnati plays it tight. It's almost Cincinnati's played themselves into relevancy in that division. And these games are typically on the top, you know, three-point games. And that's the way I'm reading this game, too. Like really? I think Cincinnati's gonna be in a position at the end of the game to win this. I, I mean, I think it's a good spot, like you said. Um could be a little letdown after last week's big win, and it was a huge win, and they rolled and we had that one. I had that one. You had that one. Um, <laughs> but I have a good feel. Like, I'm kind of flipping back off Baltimore because I think this is a good position for Cincinnati to come in. Like, almost Cincinnati is looking forward to this game um, because they've been beat up by these teams up top, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Um, 
the Browns recently. And I just think this is going to be a close game. I like where it is in the schedule. I, 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 I'm borderline whether this is a play for me, but I just feel like it's a three-point game. It's probably like a Stover miracle or Stover, you know, field goal late to win the game for Baltimore. And I hate saying I like this team to win, but this team to cover because you kind of put yourself in a window there. But that's really how I feel this game is going to go. Cincinnati possibly could win. Wow. I'm surprised to hear you say that. Although I had Baltimore last week. I mean, I'm trying to read the ebb and flow here. I think this no, is a Cincinnati. I, I have a very strong take on this game and it's Baltimore. And, and I am not a opposite last week. I'm not a Baltimore truther. Um, but I definitely think that. Um, I'll run it back at six. You want to run about this game? Well, and then I, this is the perfect setup for me, although I did feel very strongly about the Chargers last week and I was wrong, but I definitely feel very strongly about this game. So, all right, let's make this our first bet. Um, and I am on Baltimore as a pick all right, as well. You give me six and a half? Yeah. Six and a half. I'd even give you seven. All right. Seven points it is. I'll take seven. All right. That's fair. Um <laughs> Next game up is... You can't just float that out there and not expect me to jump all over the extra half point. All right. Um, You should know me better than that. Next game up is Carolina at the New York Giants. Um, It's at minus three in favor of Carolina. So, I mean, the Giants are just kind of rattled with injuries here. So, obviously, Saquon is going to be out. Um, Kenny Galladay is out. Uh, Kadarius Tony um, is out. Slayton, Shepard, and Ingram are all questionable for this game. So Shepard's going in as the number one here, but <clears throat> he has hamstring issues. Um, so he's going to be limited, most likely. So it's a big question mark here for the Giants. I mean, I don't know if you feel strong one way or the other. Oh, I have no strong <clears throat> take on this game. And I like um, Carolina here. I think Darnold's coming back to New York. Um, I know it's not against the Jets, but it is the same stadium. He's very familiar with the confines. It's almost like, hey, should they really be getting the like the lines telling you something here? Because since Carolina hasn't looked that great over the last couple of weeks, but the Giants have looked putrid pretty much the whole season. They got the one win. Well, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, they were competitive in some games, but it was once they lost Saquon. So I think that absence yeah. of the run game. Um, and obviously you have like Kadarius Tony who kind of came on and now he's out. Um, so it's just tough. I like Tony, you know, and if he's playing, it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. I think with him and Booker, Booker's, uh, who's going to be filling in for running back for Saquon, right, is I think serviceable. But when you don't have the weapons, the guys that are even going to play, probably your best two guys are out. The guys that are playing are hobbled, so you don't know who's going to do what. And I just think Darnold coming back home, familiar confines. This is almost like I'm looking at this week as when I was looking at the um, the games and the matchups earlier. I feel like it's a lot of welcome back matchups, like revenge. Oh, we definitely have some revenge. interesting revenge game narratives as we get further down the board. But. So this is a little bit of a stretch, right? But definitely Darnold a stretch, dear. coming back to New York. Um, <laughs> For the second time, because he already played the Jets. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that game was, but regardless. So the pressure is off. He's back in New York. Hey, he's going to be slinging a ball around the field. So, I mean, I think Carolina's defense has been pretty good. So, I mean, I could see them... Winning on that regard. I don't trust Sam Darnold. I mean, remember McCafferty's out for a couple of weeks. He's definitely yeah. not playing in this game. Um, but you got the receivers. I, I still really like their receivers, DJ Moore and um, 
Robbie Anderson. Yeah. So Robbie Anderson's kind of Robbie Anderson underperformed from he's a standpoint of the season, but I think you know he's another one that's coming back. He play, used to play for the Jets and it's coming back to the Meadowlands. So I, I, I like I like Carolina here. It's a play for me. All right. There is no play for me on this game. And I think this line goes down. I mean, I see it flashing at two and a half, right? It, it opened at three. It, it's out at three at the majority of the places, but one has two and a half, one of the casinos in Vegas. So I could see this game going down to get the New York action on the game. Take Carolina if the game goes down for sure. All right. Next game up is Washington at Green Bay. It opened at minus seven and a half. It's currently at minus eight. Um, so we have uh, Taylor Heineke on the road again in Lambeau. Um, they weren't able to do much last week against the Chiefs. Chiefs defense is not good. Um, so I kind of thought that would be a little higher scoring on their side last week. They did have injuries. Antonio Gibson is um, still questionable. It looks like McLaren was back to a full participant at practice today. He does not have an injury designation. So I... Just think I have to go with Aaron Rodgers on this one. Um, I would prefer it closer to seven, and I probably wouldn't take it any higher than where it is now. Um, I see it at eight in a couple places. Yeah, it's at eight now. Yeah. Um, I think you get over a touchdown. You got to take Washington here. You keep it close. Uh, I'm on Green Bay. Even at eight? Even at eight. I like Washington. Is that a play for you, Steve? Uh, yeah, I think. It's a small play. All right. All right, next game up is probably the game of the week. Uh, Kansas City at Tennessee. It opened at minus three in favor of Kansas City. It's at minus four and a half currently. Listen, can we just make one point about the Green Bay-Washington game before we go sure. on? I mean, if McLaren's back and he's healthy, <clears throat> Green Bay's secondary is not that great. Um, I think that Heineke's going to have a lot more um, success than he showed last week. He was hobbled. McLaren really wasn't a factor. So it definitely wasn't a factor. You know, there's it kind of bogs down that offense when their best player is out. So it's it's clear how important he is. Clearly, the MVP of the uh, Washington football team, but it's clear how important it is to have him in the lineup for them to be successful. So I, I mean, I don't love Washington here. They haven't really shown a lot of progress over the last couple of weeks. It blew a couple of games, but um, I think that eight points is too much, and I could see it being like a tw- you know worst case twenty seven twenty. And Washington keeps it close enough to cover. But McLaren's the difference maker there. He's healthy and back. It's a whole different offense. All right. Um, So as I was saying, next game up is probably the game of the week. It has the highest total on the board. Um, You have two good offenses um, with bad defenses. Um, So we have A.J. Brown um, is back. He was a full participant Full participant at practice today. He does not have an injury designation. Julio is questionable. Um, the Titans did lose Taylor Luan last week to a concussion. That's big. Yeah, that was kind of like a strange play. Um, it was a concussion. It confirmed. It looked like you yeah. hit the guy's butt when he was rolling over. Right? Yeah, it, it was, was the just play weird. where the Titans were going in for a touchdown. They were down like probably inside the five yard line. He like rolled over the top of the pile. Yeah, he came rolling in from behind over the pile and 
<laughs> landed awkwardly into um, the opposing player's butt. <laughs> and I think it was more like his he's back, on the ground but, for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, what the hell is wrong with this? So guy? I don't know. But yeah, he's he's out. I looked at the injury report and it is a concussion. Um, we have Tyreek Hill is questionable on the other side. I assume he will play. And um, the Kansas City Chiefs might be getting Chris Jones back on their defensive line. Well, I see what you're wearing, your garb. I mean, you're, you're showing your hand here. On the pick? Um, I'm not sure what to do with this game. Really? I thought you were going to be rah-rah Tennessee. Where the well, Titans of course shirt. I love Tennessee. Um, Tennessee has the worst run defense in the league. Um, so that bodes well for King Henry. But, you know, I mean, Kansas, Kansas City. City has the worst run defense. Yeah. I kind of felt like I said Tennessee, but I meant Kansas City. Um but, I mean, Kansas City obviously has a lot of offensive firepower. The Tennessee secondary is not good. They lost a couple players in the game last week. That's not going to help their cause any. I mean, is that why this is like, I mean, they're home. They just proved that they could beat Buffalo. Ten, so, uh, Kansas it, City lost to Buffalo. To the same ex- Well, if only the NFL was that easy. <laughs> I know. But, I, I And listen, be it all for me to say something like this, like one week doesn't necessarily mean the next week's going to happen, right? But four and a half, five points, just on the road, Kansas City, it just doesn't seem right. Almost like they're telling you, you got to go Kansas City here. It's weird. Does that, does it not seem high to you? Well, I guess my concern about this game is I it's can It's three and it's going up to five. People are betting it. I can see Tennessee kind of staying in this game, but you know, the Chiefs are the team. They can put up a touch a touchdown in, you know, two plays. So I, I could see it getting away from them as well. Um so I don't I mean it almost seems like it's gonna be another close game. Like if they're gonna well, give you more to than the, a field goal, don't even to bother the, rocking your head about it. It's gonna be a three point game. Take to, the points. To the extent Kansas City doesn't necessarily always cover the spread. Yeah. I can see that they did play um twice in the last couple years in the regular season. Tennessee did win um by three points. But last year they met in the playoffs and it it was kind of that that game plan where Tennessee, I think, was up early, but Kansas City just caught up and, and took over the game. And they ended up winning by like more than um, a touchdown. So I'm torn. I'm kind of torn on this game. I'm just looking at it and it's, t- it's screaming for me to take Kansas City. Because it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me in my head. I know the secondary is well, banged up in Tennessee. And that's probably why the line's going up because they have a high, high octane offense in Kansas City. But. I mean, they they can be had. They've been proven this year they can be had. What are they, two and four? Who? Kansas City. What's no. the record? They're three and three. Yeah, three and three. I don't know. Tennessee so, I mean, is sitting on top of the division at four and two, playing at home. Letdown, though. Could be a letdown against after Buffalo. That's what they're telling you. Listen, I and, and I want to take Tennessee bad here. Listen to what I just said. About you know what I mean? I, I, it's a three point game, and but I'm telling you, I don't know. This is this looks like a it, it, the line is so off, and it's going up. It almost telling you you have to take Kansas City. Okay, um, I mean I might tease tease it down to add a few more points and take Tennessee that way. Where's the money at? So it's 50, pretty 50. even. Yeah. Wow. Who's 55 Kansas City? The percentage of bets. 
the percentage of the bets are slightly favored on Kansas City. It's 55-45, but the total amount of money is 50-50 on, the, on a line of five. It's interesting. I think maybe you just stay away from this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on. Next game up is Atlanta at Miami. Um, open at minus three in favor of Miami. It's now minus two and a half in favor of Atlanta. Um, so you have Atlanta coming off a of bye week. Miami um, gave the Jags their first victory in London last week. Um, and the Dolphins elected not to take their bye week. Um, the week after playing in London, which apparently they have that option to do. So um, they're going to be tired, I would assume. So kind of all factors leading up to this would point you in um, Atlanta's favor. And as far as I'm concerned, it's just two bad teams. Um, So I don't really like taking Atlanta as a favorite on the road. Um. So I kind of lead Miami, but it's not a play for me. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think I. it's going to surprise you a little bit here, but I like Miami. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. I just said I like Miami. <laughs> well, you're kind of backed off there at the end. Well, I, I, I learned my lesson by betting these, you know, shit show games. Well, is it a play for times. you or not? No, it's definitely. Sounds like it's not a play. It's not a play. Right. I like Miami. I think Tua bounces back after losing to Jacksonville. You know, he's just kind of getting his feet wet after he came back from the injury. Um, Jalen Waddle had 13 targets and 10 receptions. I had to pick up Jalen Waddle in our league because I'm just desperate. But. Yeah. What, I mean, 10 receptions, 70 yards, two touchdowns. So what that tells you is because he had, you know, He's going on like five, two, three targets a game before uh, Tua came back. That that's his favorite receiver. That's Miami's record. We have the Alabama connection there. Are they one and four? Miami's record is one and five, right? So this is this is what I'm looking at too. I mean, I know we talked before about like the ebbs and flows of the season and the records, right? Atlanta's two and three, and they are at the bottom of the NFC South. But two and three, you got Carolina three. You would expect them to be though. Well, you know that good. I mean, these guys stink. You know, you've watched them a couple of times. I mean, I don't know what your attitude is about them, but I think they stink. So if they win this game, they'll be three and three, 500. I don't think they're a 500 team. They could win this game. It's two bad teams, but I think this is a spot for Miami. We I, we did have Jacksonville last week. Um, I had Jacksonville last week, but I'm, I'm playing this. I think this goes back and forth here with Miami that uh, they can get the win here against Atlanta. Atlanta's not a good team, and two is going to look to kind of go down the field here. And I wouldn't be surprised. Typically, especially the young guys, you know, receivers don't go back to back good, <clears throat> great receiving games. But I think there was one other game where he had ten targets. Um, it was early when Tua was playing. It's clear that Tua is going to favor Jaden Waddle, and I think it's a good thing because that guy's really good. So I like Miami here. I think they they'll win the game, maybe like 24-20, somewhere around there. But I would take Miami. The the point here is like you know. They were they opened up as a three point favorite, and now they're a two point two and a half point dog at home. So I think this is a live dog. Take Miami. All right, you talked me into Miami there. All right. All right. So Hard to do. Next game up is the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Um, it's at minus seven in favor of New England. This is obviously a division game, and these teams played. Back in week two, where the Patriots won 25 to six, 
Um, and, um, and you think anything's going to change really from that with Belichick? I mean, you got to love Belichick's matchup against a rookie quarterback, right? Well, so. does it help any that they've already faced each other and you have the Jets coming off a of bye? So I'm sure the coach has had. Um, well, if you think New England's going to go out there and do the same exact thing, that's not what Belichick's going to do because he has that flexibility to change the defense up. So, of course, they're going to have a lot of tape on it, but it's still um, Zach Wilson's still a young quarterback, only a couple games under his belt in his career. It doesn't help this is at New England. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, I, I, it's a small play for me, but I like New England. I'll take Belichick against a rookie quarterback anytime. Your money's pretty safe on the Patriots. Oh, would you take it at more than seven if it goes up? Um, It's probably, yeah. yeah. I would not take it at more than seven. Yeah, I think it's a blowout. Okay. All right. So next game and these next few games, we're getting into the, the big, big lines here. So we have the Detroit Lions traveling to L.A. to face the L.A. Rams. And I honestly feel pretty bad for Jared Goff at this point. I mean, <laughs> I kind of do, too. You know, they were like competing last week. They played the Bengals. They lost 34 to 11. He kind of gets called out by the coach after the game. And as if it's not bad enough, now he's got to go to L.A. and face <laughs> Sean McVay with his um, shiny replacement upgrade in quarterback and Matt Stafford. So, I mean, this is, I guess, the revenge game on, on both sides, but I just don't see, um, you know, Jared Goff um, being very successful. Obviously, McVeigh knows exactly what Goff's weaknesses are. He spent the past couple seasons hiding them um, and trying to scheme around them. So it is an open at minus 13 and a half. It's up to minus 16 and a half in favor of the Rams. It's a big line. Um, I mean, I almost want to take it. Um, or at least put it in a teaser um, and tease it down a little bit. What do you think? What do you think McVeigh's attitude is going to be? You know, is it going to be, okay, let's not run up the score or let's show these, this guy why we made this deal? No, I think that's definitely going to be his attitude. Um, I don't know to what extent. I mean, the relationship didn't end well. Um, I don't know, like on a personal level, like, you know. I, I don't mean, know how McVeigh handled himself. He could have handled himself poorly. He did <laughs> handle himself poorly. Well, clear, they definitely handled themselves poorly. Clearly, he came out with interviews this this uh, week saying how there was not a lot of time to make this deal go down. The point where he, you know, everybody knows the story. He went on vacation and there was Matthew Stafford. Oh, just happened to be at the same Mexican town that they're vacationing at. And they moved quickly to make a deal. Well, Obviously, if you're going to move that fast, there's not going to be a lot of communication to Jared Goff as to what's going on. And you know, well, it how might do have, you play it any differently if no, you're going to make it, that move? It might have happened quickly, but they made some comments after their season ended where, you know, they kind of reneged on the Jared Goff as our quarterback. And they said some things publicly that kind of made well, you made you wonder. Well, and um, he reacted quickly. You know, I mean, you got the kudos, the guy. This is a business, right? And when you look at the personal side of it, then it sucks. And. You know, it's probably bad that, you know, this went down the way it did. But at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's arguing. Matthew Stafford is definitely a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Jared Goff stinks, and that team had kind of peaked out in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And we're winning, you know, at halftime. Halftime was the end of that franchise. 
really um, under the leadership of Jared Goff. It just took him two and a half years to get there. So I don't think you should be too surprised that this went down. Uh, you know, we've talked before on a past podcast, really high on the Rams. I think they're going to shove it right down the Rams back, you know, and they're going to run the score up. So he's looking to get that game to click to score 40, 50 points. Question is, you know, does Jared Goff, I think the question is going to be in the third or fourth quarter. Is Jared Goff still in this game? It might get pulled. I would take the Rams. Hmm. All right. We're in agreement there. All right, so next game up is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Las Vegas Raiders. And Steve, you're not even supposed to be here. Yeah, I know. I was supposed to be in Vegas at this game, but I back in March when they announced the schedule, I purchased my plane ticket, purchased my hotel room, but decided to, for the better, you know, of my family to stay back and hang out with my I'm still Lovely not exactly sure what 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 happened, sons. but um, all right. It's my birthday. I don't want to spend my birthday alone. My birthday is on Sunday. It's Steve's birthday. How old Sunday, are you going to be? Forty five. I don't know. I can't remember. I know you get this old, you forget. It's it's terrible. It's bad. I really do have to do the math to figure out how old I am. <laughs> all right. Um, so I will let you talk about this game. Well, I like the Eagles here. I think it's a good spot. We got Lane Johnson coming back, so you're going to shift Jordan Mallard over to the other side on left tackle. So um, Lane Johnson goes to right tackle. The offensive line gets back healthy. The question is, you would think that that would uh, inspire the running game. But the question is, will they actually call running plays because they're not giving the ball to Miles Sanders too much? I think um, Sirianni just doesn't like Miles Sanders. No, there's definitely, like, in my mind, like, I'm, I'm a strong Eagles fan, so I know a lot about, you know, I just keep abreast of what goes on with the front office. And this is a power move. It feels like to me, this is Howie Roseman saying, I don't want to re-sign him because he was disappointed in the year he had last year. He got injured a lot and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. So to me, this is what you see when a general manager says, we're not interested in re-signing this guy. We're going to give the ball to somebody else. They're barely giving the ball to anybody else because they're too stupid to run the ball to set a play action to help Jalen Hurts out. But isn't it so, weird because you have Sirianni coming from Indianapolis under Frank Reich, who Frank Reich likes to run the it's ball. It's a setup. This is a setup. I almost feel like it's a sale up, set up on Jalen Hurts, too, because how can you expect a guy to succeed when you drop him back 95% of the time? You have to hand the ball off. And really, it's old school football. It's new school football. Play action works. And Jalen Hurts would um, definitely benefit from a play action scheme because he has the threat to run the ball himself. So not only can he fake the run, drop back, and look. If nothing's there, he can take off. The defense then has to account for that, and they'll assign somebody to Jalen Hurts, which will take a defender out of the pass play and make it easier to complete passes. It's all just simple numbers, and you have to set it up and be honest and run the ball. So until they start doing that, my belief is that they're going to start doing that this week in Vegas. When they got Lane Johnson back, I think they're going to start giving uh, – Miles and whether it's Miles Sanders or not, that you know they need to get Kenny Gainwell, uh, Gainwell involved if they're not going to give the ball to Miles Sanders because he looks like he has some juice and he's very good at catching the ball out of the backfield too. So I think they're going to run the ball this week and I think they're going to be Kansas or they're going to be the um, Las Vegas Raiders because. Las Vegas, I think, even though they had a good showing last week, are kind of still a broken team. 
<clears throat> with John Gruden gone. So we'll see if they, you know, Philly's defense rings the bell here. Hopefully they have something up. You know, I think if they can design a defensive scheme around stopping Waller, uh, which a lot of teams seem to have been doing lately, make somebody else beat you. The front four should be able to at least slow up the run a little bit. Okay. How do you feel about this game? <laughs> Um, I don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, my first take was going to be the Raiders, but I kind of feel like Philly could fare okay against them. I don't know that you can give too much credit to the Raiders for winning last week over the Broncos because of what we saw last night out of the Broncos. Um, could be. Could be a lot of fights. Maybe it's a good thing I'm not there. (laughs) Um, so I don't, I don't have a play on this game. Are you taking the Eagles? Yeah. All right. Eagles are play. Okay. All right. So next game up is Chicago at Tampa Bay. Open at minus 10. It's up to minus 12 in favor of Tampa Bay. Um, so, I mean, obviously the Bucks have been dominating the last few games, but unfortunately they're not going to have Gronk again this week and no Antonio Brown. Who apparently he hurt his ankle like midway through the game last week, but he played the rest of the game. But now they've rolled him out for this game. So that's very concerning for me because I think it's kind of obvious where Tom Brady wants to go. Now he's going to be left in this game. He's going to have to throw it to Mike Evans um, and Chris Godwin. Um, And I almost wonder if we'll see quite a bit of Gio Bernard in this game because of that. Um, So I think the Bucs win. I don't know if I am willing to take it at minus 12. Um, I also think that maybe Todd Bowles will have a good um, defensive game plan to deal with Justin Fields. Um, But I can't take it at minus 12. Your thoughts? Well, I saw earlier that if you're familiar with what Aaron Rodgers said after scoring a touchdown in Chicago, proceeded to tell all the Bears fans that he owns them. And then I saw Tom Brady comment on that, congratulating Aaron Rodgers for being a part owner of the Bears. I thought it was pretty funny. But the way Tom Brady operates, if he's going to make mention of the fact that that Rodgers said that, Tom Brady's the kind of guy that wants to one-up the competition. And I think he definitely looks at Aaron Rodgers as a guy who is... I don't get that at all. Yeah, I definitely think that Tom. I mean, Brady does Tom Brady need so big competitor? Well, yeah, he's a competitor, but does he need to one up Aaron Rodgers? Like he's and, no, he's, he's seven he, up on him or six up on him. One up Aaron Rodgers, like out in public, it wouldn't be cool. What he would do is go out there and throw the ball all over the Bears and win by fifty. <laughs> okay. You know, and kind of be like, come make a make another video with Gronkowski going to the airplane, just saying, hey, who's the real owner of the Bears? Couldn't see that happening. Like in that little those little videos they do on the sly um, after each game. I don't know. I think that I I, think Tom's going to want to run the score up on Chicago. I also know. I mean, Tom Brady wants to win the game. Tom Brady doesn't care what Vegas set the spread at either. He wants to win. That's all he wants. So. Yeah, well, I don't really have a lot of respect for Chicago yet. I know they've they've played well lately, but um, they continue to have running back problems. We'll see what happens here. Uh, it's a, it's not really a play for me, but I lean towards Tampa. I wouldn't take Chicago. Okay, would you take Tampa at minus twelve? If I had to, I would. 
Well, you don't have to. So would you? It's a lot of points. It's not a play for me, like I said. <laughs> okay. All right. So no. Okay. All right. Um, so next game up is Houston at Arizona. It opened at minus 14 and a half in favor of Arizona. It's now at minus 18. And this is kind of the second revenge game of the week because we have DeAndre Hopkins um, up against his former team in the Houston Texans. Don't forget about J.J. Watt. Oh, J.J. Watt. Um, Long time Houston Texan. So and we have the debut of Zach Ertz in red at um, tight end. Yeah. So obviously the Arizona Cardinals are the remaining undefeated team in the league. Unbelievable. Um, they won last week pretty handedly without their coach there. Uh, really didn't miss a beat. I think that they kind of just keep winning. So um <laughs> It's a, They're undefeated. It's a big line, um, but I'm kind of inclined to take it. Me too. Um, I'll jump all over. Something's like a 40-point win. And I definitely <laughs> am going to put it in a teaser with some of these other Davis big Davis Mills is still the quarterback, spreads. right? Yeah, and this is him on the road. You know, they're trying to they're trying to work the run with Mark Ingram, so it's almost like whether it's going to work or not, they're still going to give him 16 to 20 carries a game, which would be good for Arizona because they'll eat that, that up. There's really no Tyrod Taylor. He's clearly still in the IR, although he did, I think, practice a little bit this week, so he might be back next week. We'll see. But let's jump against the Davis Mills uh, train while we still can. While he's still a starter for Houston, so and I think, I think if you're going to take it at 21, <laughs> try to get a couple touchdowns to DeAndre Hopkins, you know, while you can. Um, uh, let's. I think this Zach Ertz acquisition is very underrated. I mean, the guy can still play. He had a bad year last year, and he looked like he was. He had a little bit of the yips. He was dropping the ball in the preseason, but during the regular season games that he played for Philadelphia. Um, he looked like he was decent and Arizona has no tight end. So you add somebody who are unarguably can catch the ball. Um, he's the yeah, but I mean, he's only in the Eagles history. He's right? only been there for like a week. Like he's going to play tight end. What do you do? You go out and run over out, out. <laughs> like, well, it's not, I don't it's know. not that hard. He's I know, gonna, but I think there's something to be said for like a chemistry that you have to yeah, develop well, like a gonna, little bit. He's not going to take 90 snaps, right? He's not going to take 60 and how much, snaps. Well, but. And we're talking about Houston. I was going to say how much is the defense going to pay attention to him because he's brand new well, to the they team. Get up, but they get up big the, and they're probably going to want to play him Texans, more. It's the Texans. It's not um, as – if they get up by 20 points, they're going to want to give him more snaps to get him acclimated to the system. Maybe. I would think. Well, I don't know. All right. We'll see. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Next game is the Indianapolis Colts traveling to San Francisco for the um, Sunday night game. It opened at minus five and a half in favor of San Fran. It's at minus four. We have San Francisco coming off a bye week, um, which I looked up the stats and Kyle Shanahan is three and two after a bye. Um, We have Jimmy G will be back. Trey Lance is out. Um, there are some weather concerns with this game, um, winds and rain. So obviously it's a little early um, for that, but keep an eye on the weather report when you get closer to game time. Um, I don't have a lot of like rationale to back it up, but my pick on this is going to be the Colts. Just a gut feel. I like your gut feel. Um, especially if the weather is going to be bad and it's going to lean towards the run games, um, which I think Jonathan Taylor. What's San Fran lost three games in a row? I'm not they sure. Start out two and zero, I think. Yeah, they beat the Lions and the Eagles, and they've lost to the Packers, Seahawks, Seahawks. Ooh, how do you lose the Seahawks? 
at him, nonetheless, and the Cardinals. So you got Garoppolo back. I'm, I, I think, you know, this is another spot where you look at this schedule. You would think that this would actually be a spot for San Fran, but I like the Colts here. I think they're getting the Colts as they're starting to gel as an offense. Carson Wentz getting healthy. Um, no T.Y. Hilton. Doesn't look like he's still a game time decision may play, but it doesn't look good. He Why? hasn't he practiced all week. week. He hasn't practiced all week. And um, what I saw was that they didn't want to rule him out just yet, but it wasn't good. Hmm. So who knows? But you still have some good Pascals out as well. Um, but you still have some guys that can catch the ball there and Carson Wentz leading the team of San Francisco that I just really don't think is that good. And their answer off the bench, um, Trey, is not as good. At well, least. he's out. Yeah, he's out. He can't even play. So, all right. So, it's Gar- just it's Jimmy just J. Garoppolo. So, you know, I think Indy's defense is starting to play better. We've seen witness of that the last two games. Um, I like Indy here, especially they're going to get more than a field goal. So it opened up to five and a half. It's betting down to four. See three and a half in one place. I'd probably get it in while you're still at least getting three and a half. I like Indy. All right. And then last game is the Monday night game. You have New Orleans traveling to Seattle. Open at minus three in favor of New Orleans. It's at minus four and a half. Um, You have the Saints coming off the bye week. And it'll be Geno Smith at the helm for... The Seahawks. Um, so I, and it's kind of like a similar game to last week because the the Saints have a good run defense. Um, so I think if they're going to win, they're going to have to throw it a little bit. Um, and I don't really trust Geno Smith um, to do that. So um, I'm going to take the Saints. Um, you have any thoughts on this game? I like the Saints. Okay. I just don't have a lot of confidence in Geno. And um, this is a much better defense than what Pittsburgh is going to give. And Pittsburgh held down Geno for a while, but almost lost the game. I think New Orleans with Jameis coming in uh, with Seattle has big time cornerback injury issues. What's the Saints record? The Saints are three and two. Seattle is two and four. But, you know, if Russell Wilson's quarterback, and I think it's a whole different story, but I think you take New Orleans here on the road. All right. Well, that'll do it. Um, So, all right, let's see. Best bets of the week, Steve. I'd say my best bets are I like Arizona. I like Miami a lot. Um, Indy's a big a big play for me. I like them getting more than a field goal for sure. Um, I do like Carolina. So there's a lot of games that I talked about. I'd say smaller plays, Washington. I think, I, I mean, I do like Tennessee getting all these points. Um, you probably should go Kansas City, but I can't tell you to go Kansas City because I do like Tennessee so much. I like the way they're playing. We had them against Buffalo last week, and I just really other than the line just being too big for me, I don't see how um, Kansas City 
if they win this game, it's not a three point game. So I would take the points. New all right. In, New England. Well, who else do you like? Let me ask you this. Cause Rams. okay. I like you, them all. Let me ask you a question. You got three, three games that have very big lines, right? So you have the Rams, the uh, Bucks, and the Cardinals. If you think that like all three of these teams are not going to cover these spreads, which team is it that doesn't cover the spread? Out of those three. Um, I don't, I think they're all going to cover. Okay. Cause I was going to say like out of those three, I would say Tampa Bay is the one that's not going to cover, but anyway. All right. So my best, I only have one best bet. It's Baltimore. And then I'm going to tease the, um, Packers Rams and I had to cross Tampa Bay off because I'm a little worried about that game without AB. I really am. Um, and the Cardinals. I'm going to tease those three um, down because I definitely think um, that those teams will win. I just worry about those big numbers on the spreads. You like Atlanta? No, I don't like Atlanta. So we only bet on the Cincy Baltimore game? Yes. Okay. Um, and then underdogs would be Tennessee. I could see them at least keeping it close. Um, Indy, um, and I'm really torn on the Tampa Bay game. So I could almost see Chicago covering the 12. Do you have anybody like for fantasy football that you would look at? Like if you're playing a FanDuel lineup? Well, I think you got to look at Derrick Henry. Um, I like the kind of revenge game narrative for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I mentioned Gio Bernard because Gronk not being there. AB not being there and um, Chicago maybe being able to get some pressure on Brady. I could see him dumping it off a lot to Giovanni Bernard and to the extent you need to save some salary in DFS to get King Henry in your lineup. I think that's a good play. Would you play Kyler Murray? You know, thinking that DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, Houston seems like their defense could give up a lot of points here. Yeah, I would definitely look at him at quarterback. Uh, maybe even um, James Conner, if uh, you think it is going to be a blowout, he could get a lot of run in the second half. Um, Jalen Waddles, another name I'll throw out there from Miami. I think he has another back-to-back. You know, he had 13 targets and 10 receptions, but he only had 70 yards. So he could still, you know, get that Atlanta defense gives up a lot of yards. Um, and I think um, – Latavius Murray is out for the Ravens, so I don't know who who steps in there, or who they go with, and I, I don't know that you can kind of risk that. Um, although you remember you, last week you put Latavius Murray in a uh, Fanduel lineup, and I you laughed at me, I scoffed at you, and, and then you you <laughs> it was very like early, very early in. And you're yes, like, oh. I was just waiting for you to say something about <laughs> it, um, and then. Um, Bell vultured his next one. but All right. So anyway, that'll do it for us for week seven. Remember to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and we're available anywhere you get your podcasts. Peace out.